Welcome to Lipstick Fitties, a beauty podcast. I'm your host, Atlanta makeup artist and content creator, Rachel Rose Mazza. I created this podcast to have unfiltered conversations about all things beauty. We're chilling with my friends and colleagues from all over the world in all different walks of life. This goes way beyond the glossy facade of social media. Sometimes we don't get to know the personalities behind the people who create with their heart and soul. I'm talking to everyone from pro makeup artists to beauty enthusiasts, from influencers to entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. Lipstick Biddies is a community we're building that is truly interactive with you listeners. So if you're someone who wants to learn some shit, get inspired, and have a good-ass time, this podcast is for you. Who are the faces behind the faces? Keep listening to find out. Hello friends, welcome back to the Lipstick Biddies podcast. It is your host Rachel here. Welcome back. I am coming to you fresh off the plane from New York at the makeup show all this weekend and boy oh boy was it a fucking greet. I don't even know where to start um, and I don't even think I can start at the beginning of this episode Um, but I'm going to be doing some lives and things like that to talk all about it. It was an amazing amazing weekend. I got to meet some of my most favorite people that I've been talking to for the past two years and even just now meeting um, finally meeting them in person. I got to talk with some of the most incredible people in the industry both educators and brand owners and makeup artists Guys, I have like literally 20, 20 interviews with the people that I met at the makeup show this weekend. And of them were just, they were all really, really amazing. It was such an incredible weekend. I thank you all so much. Those of you who I did get to meet, you biddies in person finally. Um, I'm so sorry if I didn't get to meet you in person. It was a very crazy weekend and I hope that if I did not get to see you that we will meet soon enough. I will definitely be back at the makeup show a thousand percent. And um, if you got one of those coveted uh, stickers that I was handing out the show, cherish that shit because you only get it if you meet me in person. <laughs> but if you did not get to see me in person and you were at the show, please send me a DM so we can do a little chit chat to make up for lost time. Um, I love you all. This literally wouldn't have been possible if it weren't for you all um, supporting this podcast, supporting me as a makeup artist, reposting things. All the things that I said last week's episode all ring true now. Um, And I can't wait for you guys to listen to these episodes. And I'm definitely going to be posting some stuff on Instagram as well. Um, So definitely keep your eyes peeled for that. So many exciting things going on. As you know, the merch launch just happened last week at LipstickBiddies.com. You can now buy all the fabulous merch that I've been showing off to you guys. We got clothing, we got apparel, and now we even have a pre-sale for the special amazing project that I've been working on and keeping secret from you guys, the Lipstick Biddies Would You Rather card get deck game. And this is basically a deck of 35 cards from all of the past Lipstick Biddies episodes, the Would You Rathers that I've asked my guests on the past episodes and have posted on the Instagram. If you guys know, I put them on my polls. Um, I play it every single episode. It's one of my favorite games. I love card games. I love drinking games. So this just makes it so fun for me to like have something like tangible that I can share with you guys and you guys can bring a little bit of the Lipstick Biddies podcast to your friend group and bring it home with you. It's a great icebreaker also for your educational seminars, um, you know, and with your team building events. I really put a lot of hard work in it and designed them along with a local artist and um, I dropped them for pre-sale so you can actually buy those right now Um, and they will be going out in January and there is a limited quantity available. So make sure to go on LipstickBiddies.com right now and make sure that you secure one because once they are sold out we will be taking some time before they get restocked so super exciting things and I had them in person with me at the makeup show and some of you were able to actually see them in person um got such great feedback on them and yeah I just like I said I can't wait for you guys to bring a piece of the lipstick biddies podcast into your home whenever you'd like to and play with your friends they're all funny as fuck because you guys know I'm funny as fuck (laughs) 
<laughs> so I'm really excited about that. As always, I will mention if you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to tag me and our guest um, at Lipstick Biddies on Instagram. Take a screenshot and tag us. Tell us what you love, what you learned, and um, I will repost that. Uh, make sure to check out our Facebook group, which is now open to everybody, and join up with that. Everything is in the show notes, as always. And also, if you'd like to support this podcast, like I mentioned, the merch, but also we have our Patreon community, which is a tight-knit little group of biddies that is growing, and you could sign up for less than the price of a lipstick to enjoy special merch perks, special bonus episodes, and so much more. There are four different tiers. So please pick whichever one feels right to you. They all have different perks available at every tier. And yeah, it's fucking cool. And I get to know my patrons a little bit more intimately. I'm really excited about November's first patron only bonus episode, which will be coming out at the end of the month. And it is all going to be about short form video content like reels and TikToks and my strategies and tools that I use to increase your chances of going viral and increase visibility to your reels, your TikToks, and ultimately your page and grow your page quickly and easily. Um, There are strategies that I use that have gained me millions of views on these reels and really grown this page quite quickly in the past, I would say a couple months, it's really taken off. Um, And I want to share that with you. And it is a bonus episode only available to the patrons. So make sure to not miss out on that. And let's get into who our guest is today. So my guest today is the incredible, amazing, beautiful Ashley Nelson. You may know her as Restroom Rituals, which is her Instagram handle. She is a wonderful person. She's fucking hilarious. We could talk for hours. Uh, We just had a good fucking time. We had such a good time that we had to split this into two episodes. And next week will be our season finale. And both episodes will be with Ashley as my guest. So she is, if you've never um, been introduced to Ashley before, she is a beauty enthusiast. And she had me fucking rolling this whole episode. We talked about authenticity, how important it is to be authentic when you're creating content on social media. And that's kind of led her to find a really genuine audience. And really, she enjoys doing what she's doing on her page. We even talk about things like reality TV. We talk about she just eloped and online dating. We talk about some of her tips as far as building some structure into your feed to have more ideas for your content as you're as you're building a posting schedule. She also says what inspires her and how she's learned how to do makeup and who in the beauty community has kind of shown her the way. She is an amazing person, guys. She's so fucking funny. She's so friendly. She's so genuine, seriously genuine. And I'm so excited that you guys get to listen to this episode with her. Um, Make sure to connect with her. Like I mentioned, her Instagram is at Restroom Rituals and give her a howdy hey for me and enjoy the episode. We will be back with you next week and keep tuned into the Instagram feed for more. Talk to you later. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Lipstick Biddies podcast. It is your host, Rachel, here, the HBIC head biddy in charge, which, by the way, I have to shout out Tiana because I thought I came up with this myself, but clearly she was in my ear. And then I finally came up with this and I was like, oh, HBIC. But no, it's (laughs) Tiana. Hey, thank you. Thank you for thank you for uh, putting that idea in my head. Anyways, so I'm really excited for today's episode. It's been a long time coming. I'm here with my guest, Ashley Nelson, aka Restroom Rituals. Hi, Ashley. How are you? I am great. I am so happy to finally be here. It feels like I'm like on a, I don't know, like some, I feel like I'm on Oprah a little bit. <laughs> I am like the Oprah of the make, makeup artistry world. Yeah, kind of. Like all my friends have been on here and I'm like, what am I going to go on Oprah? <laughs> it was a long time coming. <laughs> it was, we, but I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, I'm happy to have you. First of all, if you're listening on the podcast to give you an idea of what the visual is, uh, this is our <laughs> Halloween episode. And um, I asked Ashley if she wanted to do some Halloween makeup. <laughs> And Ashley said yes. So I made sure to have my full Halloween garb on. And then I get on the call and <laughs> Ashley. I did her dirty. Her I did her dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I 
gonna get it together <laughs> ashley ashley i i but it's so funny you're, you're gonna have to watch on youtube because we're gonna put this up on youtube because like i was saying before we started recording i feel like Lindsay lohan when she shows up to the party and she's like uh like i thought we were supposed to be scary i'm like wearing like a like a semi-scary like i like to ride the line between like scary and sexy so like it's like you find me hot, but it's uncomfortable that you find me hot. Like, yeah, you have to go ask yourself some questions later about like why you felt things about it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I, I am in this like gray wig, but Ashley is looking, you're looking beautiful as always. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, this is actually a Halloween costume. This is called like cleaning the house and then filming <laughs> a little bit during the day. It's very um, inspired. So we're filming on a Saturday. What do you typically do on a Saturday? You said you were filming earlier, right? Uh, I normally normally Saturdays are my day to film and I've learned about myself that I need a full three hours of runway to start, like to get myself into the mood. So I need to romance myself for a good three hours before I start filming. Like I need to like <laughs> make sure I've ate. I need to make sure the bathroom is clean. The hair is like feeling right. Like that everything feels good. And then I can go. And then normally yeah. I film for like a good five, six hours. Wow. So like, Ashley, before we, I'm definitely going to like ask you about your filming process and everything before we get into it. Um, I know a lot of people who are listening probably know who you are, but for those of you that are, um, for the people that are listening and getting to know you for the very first time, can you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, I have no business being on Instagram. <laughs> I am not a professional beauty, anything like my friend Rachel is. I am a beauty enthusiast and we hang out in my bathroom and we sing some songs. We do some dances and we put makeup on. We do skincare. We take care of our hair. We just take care of ourselves and enjoy the moment. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, you're a beauty enthusiast, but like you, like you know a lot about makeup. Like there, I feel like, I don't know, but before I started doing makeup professionally, I did not know this much about makeup as like now people do that call themselves beauty enthusiasts with, I'm like, where, where did you learn how to do makeup? Or is it just like stuff you've played with? It's just stuff I played with. But I think when you, you could get good at anything if you practice enough. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. not, I think when you care and it's something that you genuinely enjoy, it doesn't ever feel like work, you know? And mm -hmm. so I, I feel, I just feel like I've been low key obsessed, high key obsessed most of my life. I mean, there's always YouTube. I mean, I, I honest to God, I kind of miss the YouTube. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I feel like I missed the YouTube train. Like I didn't start watching YouTube videos until like maybe seven years ago, six years ago. Okay. Like it wasn't a part of my growing up. Like a lot of people were, I, yeah. I, I got a lot of books, like makeup books, which sounds so lame, but, um, I started too. really, I was self-taught before I went to makeup school. So like I, I had the, my parents have the Kevin Aquan, the same, the faces yeah. and face forward. So they had it. And I used to like go and like read, like go and do like the face charts on myself and play with the makeup. And then I'd go into the Mac counter and have them do my makeup and then Same. use my mom's credit card and like buy the shit. Same. And, like, yeah. That's kind of how I, and, but I also, like you were saying, you didn't uh, have, you, you didn't get on the YouTube train. That, that was a huge part of how I kind of learned enough to be able to work right off the bat. Yeah, totally. I mean, any you can find anything on YouTube now. It's like my, it's like you go to school on YouTube practically. Right. It's crazy too, because when I became a makeup artist, like I never thought I would be a makeup artist because doing makeup on yourself is so different than doing it on other people. It's like completely different. So it was like half of it was like me being scared of like doing makeup on other people because I felt like I would be bad at it. Cause I was like, I know I can do makeup on myself. Yes. Thank you for the compliments, but like doing it on someone else is like completely different. Have you ever done uh, makeup on anyone else, but yourself? I, I did. I used to be the kid in middle school and high school with a line outside their door for every dance. I did hair. I did makeup. I did whatever you want. I mean, I used to cut my friend's hair. I used to, I mean, Oh shit. I d yeah. Oh shit is right. It was <laughs> definitely like maybe like a higher end version of a bowl cut maybe, but, um, I have done makeup for my sister's wedding and for oh, wow. one of my best friend's weddings. Um, 
but I've been doing like my friend's wedding who I did her makeup for. I've been doing her makeup since we were 14. Yeah. So I feel like her face is kind of my face. So I know, I know her face really well. I've never done makeup on a stranger. I should, okay. that's like maybe the difference because I feel what everyone's like, Oh, could you do my makeup? I'm like, probably not actually, <laughs> probably not because I know my face super well, but I don't know yours. And I would need a good, like, I feel like it would take me four hours to do it on someone else. It, it, it is difficult, especially because I'm spoiled because I have like huge eyes and like decent sized lips and like an oval face. So you've got like, face for makeup for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Like, you do too, though. You have like so many different like features that you could always play up. You. And I love, I love watching you. So let's, let's, let's get into like, let's get into restroom rituals is sure. So let's talk about, first of all, where did the name restroom rituals even like come, come <laughs> up? Because I understand it's like the, the vibe doing makeup in your bathroom, but like, yeah. Can you tell me about that? When did you come up with the idea like for the page and everything? Actually, it came up about two years before I ever started it. And because it was something I wanted to do for years and years. And all my friends kept saying, you should start it. So just like the, well, we all ask you, like, we all ask you what we should buy, what your favorite, et cetera is like, just put it out for the people, you know? And, um, it, I wanted it to be something about a bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) All of my magical moments (laughs) happen in my bathroom. Like all of my, my favorite one-on-one time with myself. I just find, I think your bathroom is kind of like, it's the one place that no one's going to interrupt you. Like if you close the door, no one's going to, no one's going to accidentally come. I mean, they might accidentally come in, but let's just for your, except for your cats. (laughs) Yeah. Except for my cats, which they can come in when want but it's not it's just like a private space for you to just be so it was originally the first brainstorm was the bathroom shaman which didn't (laughs) didn't land no 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 because I also love like burning stuff in my bathroom and like cleansing it and making sure the vibes are right so that's where like shaman came from but I was like that's just too strange and I'm not really that person so then it turned into restroom rituals and now it's a tongue twister it's the only thing I don't I kind of regret is that it's two r's back to back um but it is it's all the rituals you do in your bathroom all Mm -hmm. just one-on-one time with you and yourself you know whether that's like your skincare your makeup your hair an exfoliant, like shaving your face and whatever other odd bits you might want to shape, you know, just like all the private things you do in there. And so I want to talk you, about it. <laughs> when you started the page, I know you start because so Ashley, you and I met through the Danessa Myers Angels program. That's how I was introduced to your page. And I remember when that happened, like you were super fresh on the scene. Like I feel like you're your right page away started. And now you're like a, like over eleven thousand followers. And that was what, like a year and a half, two years, a little, it'll, I started it. Oh God. I should know this off the top of my head. April 20, it was either the 21st or the 28th. I can't remember 2020, right. Of 2020. Yeah. And so it's been a year and a half basically. So when you started it, like, I'm like, so you started it like because of the pandemic, right. Cause like, I'm assuming you were laid off. I lost, I lost my job. And at the beginning in March of the, of 2020, just like majority of the country did. And I had cleaned every inch of the house. I had organized every drawer. I had made all the banana bread there was going to be made. And I was so bored. So I said like, let's just, I mean, I guess let's just do it and just start filming myself and see what happens. Mm -hmm. So what were you doing? Like what industry were you working in before this? I currently still do, but I was working, I work in the fashion industry. So, and in the manufacturing part of it. So I do product development and production and all that fun stuff, the very unglamorous side of fashion. Um, So the company I was working with was a startup and they just shut down the beginning of the year. We all lost our jobs. The whole company closed. Um, So, yeah. And it was the perfect time because I had nothing but time on my hands and the industry was so weird and jobs weren't coming out. It wasn't, it just, I didn't know when I was going to get another job. So I just was like, I can't sit in my room and be depressed. So I have to do something with my time to, and it's not like you can go hang out. You could go hang out with people. Mm -hmm. Like it was the time it's like, I always thought if I ever got laid off or something like that, I would just kind of hang out, ball out for like a month, you know, and then get my life together again. And I didn't even get to do that because no one could leave their house at the time. (laughs) So it was just me and now my husband and two cats and my camera on my phone. 
Congratulations, by the way. I know you just oh, thank uh, eloped. You. So cool. Uh, thank you. Were you always planning on eloping or you had no, a wedding, ma'am. right? We so have- how quickly was the elopement planned? It was planned about a month before it happened. Um, we had planned to get married uh, in December of 2020, which that obviously didn't work out. Yeah. Um, and then we were planning to get married in December of this year. And Mike has got family in India. He's got family in all over the country, like uh, it all over the world. And it just doesn't, it didn't feel right to have a big wedding and ask people to fly in. Yeah. And when we would have had to commit to it financially, it still felt that the world was still in flux and we didn't know what, what December of this year was going to look like. Yeah. And we just didn't feel like taking a gamble. So thankfully we were very lucky. Unlike many people who are in this situation, we got all our money back, almost all of our money back That's from, awesome. ev- from all of our deposits. So wow. that was like, I was like, okay, let's just do it. Just screw it. Let's just cancel the whole thing. And then we'll have like a big wedding later in life. Yeah. And then about a month before we actually eloped, Mike was like, I really just want to get married on the 21st of September so we could have the song. And I was yeah. like, let's do it. Let's just do it. Why not? Like, what do we have to lose? So we got in a car, rented a massive Airbnb, which was over the top, which was amazing because I felt like we had, this is going to be the cheapest wedding we ever did anyway. So we might as well just blow a little bit of cash on a like over the top, outrageous, ridiculous Airbnb. Yeah. So um, we went to Palm Springs, had a few of our friends come with us and then had a Zoom wedding. <laughs> my, dad, <laughs> my dad married us on Zoom. Aww. And it was, it was lovely. It Where honestly dad was lovely. Live? He's in, um, they're in the Pacific Northwest. They're in Washington and Seattle. So is that where you're originally from? Yeah. Okay. So almost all my family's still there, but I, um, yeah, it was great. It was honestly, it was great. It was just what it needed to be. And we'll have a big wedding down the road. We'll probably have it be like an anniversary party or, you know, something like that, but no, there's no pressure. Well, you have a horde of makeup artists to choose from now. Oh my God. Don't even, (laughs) don't even get me started. I am, don't, I, I dream about it. I told Mike, I'm like, you know what? Maybe the reason was, is because I needed to like, wait till I could get sponsored. That (laughs) too. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) like maybe there'll be some champagne company that will want to give us a few free bottles or absolutely. And all the hair, hair, like artists and the makeup artists and everything. I'm like, now I I feel like I, who knows, who knows what'll happen in a couple (laughs) of years when we do it. Yeah, who knows? Uh, but speak it out. Like, that's what we always do on this podcast is, like, we speak shit out. Uh, into existence, for sure. Seriously, like, I feel like this past year, for me at least, has been, like, that. And I'm like, but I've also been speaking other stuff, and I'm like, this is annoying. Like, this is annoying. Like, why? <laughs> like, the universe has selective hearing is what it is. And it's just like, come on now. I so. think it's energy. I think it's whatever you end up putting. My friend said to me, she's got, you've got to stop worrying because you're creating the worry because it's how much energy I'm putting on it. So I've been trying very hard recently to like keep my energy in check of what, what I'm spending time on mentally and like the thoughts that are going through my head subconsciously even. Yeah. Well, worrying is like, there, there's two things. Worrying is, is be like feeling like you can't control. Like you're worrying about something in the future. Right. And that's where your anxiety comes from. And it's either something you can control which if in, in which case then do what you need to do to control it and most of the things are out of our control so worrying about it literally is is not going to change anything about the situation and so, so what i've been doing for myself at least lately is like every time i start worrying i'm like i cannot control this situation it, i can't do anything about it and it actually has calmed me down like the more you say that shit to yourself it's like Finally, it's so a little soak in a little bit. <laughs> I know. I I constantly am having to remind myself that it's so funny because like my I know that now I dig, we're going off on a tangent, but <laughs> I I my anxiety and my worries come from like natural disasters or big things that I can't control, okay. like the weather. Don't get me started on the anxiety that the weather gives me. You know, like I live yeah. in California, earthquakes, things like like I'm sure the pandemic was like oh my god, don't even get through. me. Oh my God. It was literally, I didn't even know how bad I was until the pandemic happened. And Mike, my husband is completely the opposite. He does not stress at all about that kind of stuff. Cause he's like, Mm. I actually can't control it. His anxiety comes from like people (laughs) 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 or like circumstances that are like day to day. Yeah. And that stuff doesn't phase me whatsoever. It's just so funny where you're, what, what gets you, you know, where you want to hold on to that worry. 
for sure. Well, that's going to be like one thing that we're all working on <laughs> now that we're coming Amen. out of this shit. Amen. Um, so let's go back. So um, first of all, and I've, I've said this before, I've shouted you out on this podcast before I've talked about you. Um, like the, the core of your page, in my opinion, like the reason why people like connect with you is because you're like authentically you. Like you, I, I'm like, this girl's like very real. You're like, getting on there not only do you do like get ready with me is but like you'll take little videos of yourself just like on the couch and like dress down and i feel like that's what a lot of people are lacking is that authenticity with their like curated stuff Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's probably lends to why you've grown so fast and found like your people um like where do you come up with the ideas for like for like <laughs> your get ready with me's and stuff like that? Like, can you give me like a little like peek into your like creative process with this, or does it? I just wish come to you? I wish there was one. I wish there was something I could tell you. There is no creative process. Mm-hmm. It is literally the only creative pro- process there is. Is am I enjoying this? Mm-hmm. Because if I'm not enjoying this, it comes across, and I can tell when yeah. other people aren't enjoying what they're doing. And if it feels force, um, it just isn't nearly people want to vibe off of something, you know? So if you are a vibe, people can vibe off of you. (laughs) No problem. But if you're struggling with your own vibing off your own self, you know what I mean? It's sometimes I think I get a little bit too, I can have too much fun by myself, like a little, (laughs) I can enjoy it a little too much, especially coming out of the pandemic. So it's been wonderful to have people on the other side to enjoy it with me and to get weird with me. And I think I, I was watching like old stuff I recorded and I can see my confidence change. And cause I, I haven't changed. I've, it's just my comfort level with myself and other people. And I think once I got congratulated for that, for being myself, it just felt it's like all of a sudden I didn't, I didn't give a shit anymore, you know? And I didn't really anyway to start with, but it, it, all of my kind of fears of like, is this weird or is this oversharing? It's, it's might be, Mm. it it might absolutely be, but there's someone out there that's going to, it's going to resonate with, or they're going to enjoy it, or they're going to feel the same way. And Mm -hmm. there's been so many things, odd things I've said that I never thought I thought were too, like, I'm like, this is now, now you're just like, off on another tangent this isn't even about like beauty this isn't about makeup this is just about like bugs or something like when I found a bug in my house and so many people wrote me and were like I have the same fear I have the same issue and I just it's you just never know you just never know and I I I think the more authentic you can be the quicker you will find your people because you're actually giving somebody something to latch onto and to vibe with, you know? Right. And that's something that I also talk about. And I feel like I've um, been experiencing lately because like <laughs> um, we have like uh, 1.5 million views on one of my <gasps> reels. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> like, ones have like half a million views. It's fucking crazy. Um, and I, I know I'm like, I know my shit is dope. I know my shit is so fucking funny. I was like, it's just waiting for the right people. Person, yeah. And you have to keep putting, you can't get discouraged because like, don't look at other people's timeline. A lot of it is like, honestly, luck. Like it's like luck as to who sees it and who reposts it. And like, now I know people are starting to trickle in. And I was like, I used to get people that were like related to other, um, you know, accounts and we'd be, we'd have a lot of mutuals. These are people that are just finding me now organically randomly yeah. and are like, Oh, I like her. So I feel like this past week has been that. And it's, it, but it's sometimes discouraging because you play the comparison game when you were, I, I guess it's probably a little bit different for me. Cause like I'm coming from it, like in, in a place where like, I want to monetize it right away. I know you have like your, you know, nine to five job <laughs> was the intention of doing restroom restroom rituals to like grow it into something that you can do full time. Or is it just kind of like morphed? Cause I could see you it's be, a, I, I feel like you need to be doing it full time. It's a great, <laughs> it's a great question. I personally struggle with this on the daily because I think it's so for me, I am very sensitive. This is very personal too. So whoever's listening to this, like take like, you know, we're all friends here. I'm very um, sensitive to whose money I take, because I think when you are a business, you have to be really clear about whose money you're taking. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to take from my followers. 
And, and if that makes sense. So there's something about it that's, and I also don't want to be a monkey in a cage and be paid by brands necessarily. So I struggle with how to monetize it with, with keeping my integrity and still offering value Mm -hmm. in people's lives and to their day. And I don't ever, I'm so paranoid of coming of of ever looking like losing my integrity. That is like my greatest fear is to even, I know I won't, but to have someone perceive it as such is I just never want that to ever be in question. And I never want anyone to ever question where I'm coming from and why I'm doing this, which is to have fun, make people feel really good about themselves. And if they don't feel comfortable being weird on their own, like, let me do it with you. And I want that to always happen. So I've thought, I've definitely thought about it and in more ways than one, I just don't, I don't know yet. I don't, I, and for right now, I I'm kind of just trusting the universe on this one to just see what happens. Cause I did do it full time for a year and I didn't make, I mean, I made money off of affiliate links, which is totally great. Like more than, more than happy to, to, to take that percent <laughs> off of that $7 we'll put our Amazon stores in the, in yeah. the, in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. But it might, I'll make like two pennies off of like one cotton <laughs> round that you buy, but like appreciated. Um, but I, I don't know. I, who knows where this is going to go, right. but I I'm happy to keep my day job, which I also enjoy to just to relieve the pressure off it yeah. for right now until I can really figure that part out. Would you, do you think, because this happens to a lot of people, um, do you think that like, if you were to be like monetizing uh, the page or doing it full time as an influencer, that it would take like s- some of the fun out of it yes. for you? Yeah. And I, and that's what I'm so protective of is because this started as an outlet for things I already do. Right. And I, like, I already, it's everything I do on restroom rituals is what I do anyways, regardless if anyone's watching. And I don't want it to ever not be that. I used to get offended by the word, by when someone would say influencer, I used to feel like a type of way about it, but like, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm your friend. Like I'm not, I'm not, your, I'm not an influencer and it's not a negative. <laughs> I don't know why I care that much. And now I, now I don't mind, but um, yeah, I just don't want it to ever not be what it is right now. And maybe yeah. I'll have to get over that someday. And maybe I won't, who knows? We'll but, see. We'll see where things land. Right. Yeah. But it's, maybe it's, I'll be, maybe I'll be hosting a talk show someday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, who knows? but like, yeah, that's, I mean, I feel like that's like a struggle for a lot. And even just with like, if you were to pursue, you know, people to pursue makeup, like full-time, like sometimes it takes, and I get burnt out creatively too. So like it gets, you're like, I have to take this climb because I want to get paid, but like, I don't feel like doing makeup today. And like, that's the whole point is like to be doing something that you love every single day. And I'm the, this podcast and lipstick videos is going to be my full-time job one day. I know it, yeah, like, it, it will be, and it's going to be like fully sustainable monetized and I'll be able to like <laughs> live off of it and then do makeup when I want to. Um, I used to, I, one of the things that, and this is, this is what I mean. Like, because you share so many different aspects of your life, I feel like that's why people like really resonate with you because we're not like just makeup artists or influencers. Like, like you, you showed um, this stuff about like you volunteer at the cat shelter and I foster cats. So like right away, I'm oh, like, I know you do. I know that's like, I like <laughs> we have a big love of animals, but it's like, you know, um, that right. Just that one piece of information tells me a lot about who a person is if they're volunteering in animal shelters and stuff like that. Like, so I feel like this is something that like I always say to people is like, try to integrate more of like your day to day, more of like your likes, dislikes. If this is, if this is the route you want to go in, like, I feel like for makeup artists, if you're just, you know, not concerned with your social media, then maybe not as much, but like, even still people like it's, it's so, it's so interesting. It's such a weird time for social media right now. And like influencer culture and then like, Instagram versus TikTok and like all these different moving parts. We're like in a really like gray area, but that's why it's so important to like really push for like what you're authentic with. Yeah, totally. And I think at the end of the day, people just want to connect with people and people want to feel something and they want to feel that they know you. And it's, I personally don't, it's, it's energetically, it can be depleting to put yourself out there so much, but it doesn't, I feel like I've got pretty good boundaries with myself of like, when I, when I need to like 
get off the gram and when I, yeah. when I'm good to go, but I think you're right. I think it's about just making sure that you are giving like when, when I think about what I like to watch on Instagram, I just like I'll watch the most mundane shit of somebody just like opening a can of seltzer and drinking it. And I'm like, God, that looks <laughs> interesting. like, you know, and I'll just like watch, I'll, I'll notice I'll like watch for like four minutes of people just doing stuff, but it's cause it's like, you want to see what other people do. I yeah. do. I want to snoop. I want to snoop into other people's lives. I want to see what they're wearing. I want to see where they're going. I want to see what they ate. I want to, and I want them to look like themselves doing it. I don't want to, yeah. I want them to be like, not like they, you know, prepped and primed before. And then they pose and right. take a picture while they took a sip. Like I want to like, was that good? Should I get it too? <laughs> Are you, you a know? fan of reality TV? Oh my God. Huge. That's what it is. Like I'm huge. huge. Okay. What's your, what's your, what's your All top, of them. like top three? All of them. Top All three. of them. There is not one I could three. pick. Nope. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you my top, top network. Oh, bravo. Obviously. I don't think, I don't think if anyone knows me, I don't think that would have been a stretch of a guess. Um, I am a real housewives fanatic um, and forever will be and wear that with pride. Um, I love RuPaul's Drag Race. That's mm-hmm. my second favorite. Yes. Could watch that. I rewatch. That's like my happy place is watching yeah. the all-stars and I, I bought every season and anytime I'm, I was traveling for work and I was in a foreign country <laughs> or if I was feeling lonely, I put on drag race. That's like my shtick. Um, but I, I've been, a, I'm just, I am a reality TV junkie and you know, yeah. that never crossed my mind until you just said that. Yeah. Well, cause that's the whole, that's the whole, well, it's because, um, I, I had like a discussion about this, like specifically about reality TV and we're talking about like why reality TV is so interesting and it's that you want to see what other people are doing it's like the it's like the entertainment version of like being the nosy neighbor and like what are they fighting about absolutely up to like the wall um I love 90 day fiance oh my god love 90 day oh god 90 day fiance is just gold it is (laughs) so good wait have you watched um married at first sight uh yes I did it's another fan of I'm another fan of that show. Yeah, I did. And they had one that was in Atlanta and like it was just really funny because like I was like, I know that place. I know that place. I know that place. <laughs> and, like, one of the guys showed up on my mumble as well. <gasps> Stop. <laughs> the um the guy that was like <laughs> I can't remember his name, the one where him and his wife like hated each other because they like boned once and then she was like, I'm not attracted to you anymore. <laughs> Oh, that always, but there's always one couple on that show that's like, they, they're hot and heavy in the very beginning. And then it's like, wait a minute, this isn't a one night stand. We live together. She didn't even like, do you, do you remember, do you know which one I'm talking about? I'm trying to think of, if I saw them, I would remember. Cause I've it watched was the guy that was season. obsessed with the eighties. Oh God. Yes. Who had that wild house? <laughs> yes. So like, that was so funny because like the whole thing was, he was like, well, we had sex and now you feel like you're not attracted to me. I was like, dude, clearly you were horrible in bed. Like literally as soon as they boned, she was like, she was like, like I, nah. don't know I, I don't know what I did. I don't know why I'm here. I have to go. Oh, they, yeah, they were terrible together. Weren't they? Bless them. <laughs> so he showed up on my bubble. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god his, i wish i took a screenshot his profile said like yeah i'm that guy from married at first sight i was like why, ah! would, why would you tell people about that that is like your worst moment i'm cringing i'm cringing one time when i used to live in philly i it was the first season ever was uh was it in new york i think it was in new york but there was several one of the guys was from philly and I was at a club or a bar or something like that. And he was the bouncer there. And I was, it was the first, he was, it was after the very first season. So mm-hmm. no one knew the show yet, really, except for okay. me, because I was obsessed. And I went up to him and I was like, I'm a big fan, like a, like a big fan, Ashley. Like he just is a guy that happened to be on a reality TV show. I acted like he'd won a grant, like an Oscar or something. <laughs> like I like was so starstruck. Right. So- I think that that happened to me too. I, 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 we're obviously, we could like probably do a whole fucking episode about like reality TV. Oh, um, I used to be obsessed with like Jersey Shore, especially. Oh yeah, obviously. Uh, Cause they just reminded me of all my friends. Unfortunately, like that was the culture that I grew up in. So it was like, <laughs> everybody always told me that I should have be on a reality TV show and thank God I never did because like my twenty time were... for me, there's still time. I'm hoping. <laughs> Well, I can see like restroom rituals as a reality TV show or something like that. I was like, but like if I went on Jersey Shore, if I went on like Real World or something, it, in my twenties, it would have been like embarrassing. No, because like in my twenties, I was like, 
really heavy partier and stuff like that. And like, I have a million stories. I could write a fucking. You would have been perfect. You would have made the best TV. I'm sure of it. But it was before like influencers that it was like when you went on, you made an ass of yourself and then you couldn't get a job ever again. Now you could go on any reality <laughs> TV show and then all of a sudden you're pushing diet teas and like gummies for your hair. Literally, like you go on a reality TV show and then you're like fucking set. Yeah, you know, you're next thing you have like a pretty little things contract or like a fashion nova contract. You're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the world's your oyster. Before we get off of this topic, which is your favorite uh, Housewives season, like uh- franchise? Oh God, this is an impossible question. Okay, so first I'm going to say, if you aren't watching Potomac, you're sleeping on it. Like it is the best Potomac is or Potomac. I still don't know how to pr- actually pronounce it. They are so funny. I could wa- I rewatched that. I've rewatched their franchise twice during the pandemic, from season one to like I think they're on season six or something or seven. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. Um. I do love in New York. I love the Real Housewives of New York. I think they yeah. are all batshit and I love they, them for it. I used to live right by all them. Like you would see them on the street and stuff. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't be allowed. I would just be like, <laughs> oh my God. If I saw Sonia in real life, I'd lose my mind. Like Ramona lived right by my work and then Aviva, the one with the with the Oh yeah, leg, with the leg. Oh, of course. To, she lived right by me as well. They all like lived right by me. <laughs> were you were, like, were you rich and also supposed to be on the show? Surprisingly. <laughs> so surprisingly in New York City, the Upper East Side is one of the most affordable neighborhoods. Really? Like if you get, yeah, if you go by like the water, you know, like where they live, they live right by Central Park. Oh, and then I'm not a New York girl. I don't know this. I'm like, yeah. So if you're like on the Upper East Side by the park, that's really expensive. And those like high rise high rises. And when you go towards the river, it's like, you know, because it's further away from the subway. It's further away from everything. You get the most bang for your buck. So I was able to afford like only one roommate and like a bigger space than like my friends living in like Flatiron or Lower East Side. side. Yeah, that's I had no idea. The more you know, not many people do. But anyways. Let's let's bring it back to uh, restaurant rituals. So my question, another question I had for you, because um, right, like from the very because I I've been watching you. <laughs> I keep tabs on people like I've seen people like, you know, their growth and like their strategies and like I try not to compare like like certain things, but like I look at other people's feeds to like see what they're doing, like, you know, see if there's things that I can integrate into my feed or, you know, things like that. One thing that I really noticed was your very strong like branding with your page with the restroom rituals. You had like a scheduled posting thing. You have the Mondays with Mike, the Woman Wednesday, Self Vibe Sunday, Sunday, Sunday yeah, Sunday. So like, was that? And I feel like that was from the beginning. Like, how how did that? Is that something that like came to came to you naturally in how you wanted to structure it, or how what how did that come about? <laughs> it came naturally, and then it turned into. Sometimes I think I'm like, I wish I didn't do that. And sometimes I'm like, it's the best thing I ever did for myself. Because if you, sometimes it feels like you're in the abyss content creating. Mm. You're like, I feel some, sometimes I wonder if I'm ever going to have a good idea again, you know? And like, how would I, what else, how many more foundations can I talk about? Like how many right. more like face masks than I talk about? Like, or eye creams or hair masks or whatever. And giving myself that structure is kind of feels like you're not just orbiting in the content world. Like you actually have something to tether you back. And if you don't have an idea, you always have those things to fall back on. And they're fun, you know, because sometimes I think we re we make it maybe too complicated than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes watch people's like reels and I'm like, man, that was just a really simple, this is no disrespect. Like that was just a really simple reel of them applying that one thing. Like that was all it was. And I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it didn't need to be like a, you know, a dupe for something or like the most, it just can just be trying stuff on people. What I want to see that I want to see if like how that looks on their complexion or how shiny it is or what, you know, how glittery it is. Mm -hmm. So I think having that for me, having Mondays with Mike, which I need to get back better on doing, we just have been, both have been so busy and that man, he's got his, to get him coaxed into the bathroom is for those of you who don't know on Mondays, I try to post a, a video of my now husband mm-hmm. doing something related <laughs> <With> to <beauty>. you. <laughs> <laughs> Be, he's put makeup on before. He has 
Oh, I've shaved his face, like the mini shaver, not like his beard, but like his I think forehead. You, you had him use the guy beauty thing. Once. Oh my God. I had him use the guy. I forgot. That was the best. <laughs> I had him use the guy's be- guide beauty eyeliner tool Uh huh. because I wanted it to be a fair shot because I, right. I didn't want people to think, oh, well, she knows how to put eyeliner on. It's e- like, it's probably easy for her. Mike doesn't know how to put eyeliner on. So I, he did it and he agreed that it was actually easier, but (laughs) he, um, he's a great sport and it's also fun for me to just try how things look on him, you know, just from like different complexions, different Mm -hmm. like skin types. He's like more oily prone than I am. He's, you know, just to see, it's like having another, you know, subject in your house to play on. (laughs) When you first came up with the idea, was he like, like whatever you need, babe, or was he like, ah, did you have to like convince him? <laughs> he, you know, Mike says he'll act deadpan and he's going to listen to this and say, and roll his eyes so far back into his head. They might get stuck, <laughs> but he, the man loves the camera. Don't get it. <laughs> he loves the camera and he, he acts like he doesn't, but you know, I think it, it, it definitely helped by how, like how well he was responded like or received by people and that people now message me things like, oh, you should have Mike try this out or Mike is the best <laughs> or Mike, you know, and they're right. Half of my ideas have come from people who follow me who've said like, you should do this on Mike. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even think about that. So I think having that, that um, positive feedback loop from, from people, from strangers to him um, has also helped. <laughs> <laughs> I love a compliment. Like a, he seems like a gem. Like, how did, can I ask, how did you guys meet? Oh, yeah. We are the modern love couple. We met on Bumble. Okay. No, that's a lie. We met on Tinder first. We talked. We never met. We just like exchanged phone numbers. He said something. I don't remember what it was to this day that I was like, ew, this guy's, I don't know about that guy. <laughs> and I just ghosted him. And then a year later we matched again on Bumble and I accidentally, I was laying in bed. And for those of you who are watching this can see, but for those of you who are listening, I was laying on the bed on my side and I was like, oh, that's that guy. I've already talked to him. That's weird if I match with him again. Mm. And then my finger accidentally swiped like the yes way. Yeah. And I was like, oh God, this is gonna be so awkward. <laughs> and then it said, oh, you're a match. So clearly he, I was like, okay, well, clearly he doesn't think it's weird. And then he messaged me. He was like, can I get your number? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And then he texted me. He was like, I already had your number. Do you not remember any of this? Oh we talked. God. I was like, oh yeah, you're right. So then, and then we went on a date and that on, I think it was like our third date. I was like, I think I'm going to marry him. Like, I Aww. think that's, I think that's my guy. I love so. that. That's so sweet. I always love hearing about how people met. Me too. Modern romance though. Those apps work. It's like, you know what though? It's like people, it's like the same as like your chances meeting someone like on the subway. Totally. Because people like in apps, it's the same amount of like fuck boys to like relationship people like ratio as it is real life. Like, I don't think that there's any more fuck boys on Bumble than there are in, in real life in at the, a club yeah, in the bar. dating pool in general. And I feel like everybody who's on an app is usually still dating when they're out and about. So it's like, I've, there has to be a better way though. Like I'm like, I, every time I go on dating apps, People get every time I start dating again, I'm like, wow, people even got I didn't know like people get more lazy. I'm like, because (laughs) because like I I would like some effort like I'm giving you my time. Like anything would be great. Yeah, I could go off on that tangent. I could do I online dated for years, for years before I met Mike. So I trust me, I was on match before I was on there before it was like Bumble even came out or Tinder came out. Oh, same. So, yeah. I've been on like, okay, Cupid, like when yep. that was a thing. Yeah. Back plenty in the day. of fish. Yeah. Oh my God. Of, I could, oh my God. Plenty of fish. Thank God that I think it still exists, but like plenty of fish was like a sketchy, sketchy time. Plenty of, plenty of not fun times is nope. what it was. Nope. <laughs> Agreed. Um, so I, I want to go back to, um, one thing that I feel like it was the very first thing I noticed about you. And I was like, I got to like get to know who this person is more. The fact that you wear a robe in every single like, oh, yeah. <laughs> video. And I'm, I was, I remember watching it. I was like, oh my God, this girl's so smart. She doesn't have to get dressed ever, ever. <laughs> I feel like a robe is a, a, I'm like, you're in your bathroom, you wear a robe, but B it's, 
there's so little to judge, you know, cause I feel and, and judge about myself too, because when you wear clothes, you're, you're everything on your body, your face, your hair is subject to judgment or to assumption. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's like, I didn't want to think about what I wore each time I was in there, you know, or like I put a robe on and I'm just, it's like a blank slate, you know, it's, it's not, it's never about what I'm wearing. It can just be a robe and I'm comfortable as hell. And one thing, another thing that you mentioned before was that uh, we sing, we sing on the channel. Uh, have you always been a singer? Like, have you always? <laughs> Wait, Rachel, don't say it. Like, have you always, have you always been a singer? No, like, have you, you know, some people like always <laughs> sing in the shower, you know what I mean? Like some, yes. like I've had roommates that like just sing everywhere and I was like a singer in chorus and stuff like that. But like, I never really like sing around the house. I get like self-conscious. So like, oh, I, I never- sing around the house. I sing in the car. <laughs> I sing, uh, I sing a lot. I sing. And I, and I was like in choir too. And I was like younger, but I never sang. I still don't sing for anyone watching this. I am not a singer by any stretch of the <laughs> imagination. Um, but I enjoy a tune <laughs> and, I, and I sure enjoy a show tune. That's for sure. Um, I think in my past life, I was a singer. <laughs> like, I would like to, that's what I tell myself, at least. I was like a major Broadway star in my past life. Definitely some sort of entertainer. Like, I mean, yeah, sure. I feel like things just like run, run with you in like past lives. <laughs> I do. Did you, I think when we, so we, so Ashley and I did a live together maybe a month or two ago and I'll probably when I air this I'll like repost the live in case you want to watch it um I think you were telling me were you did you use studio theater I did I did I did this is all when I was young though so okay when I was like in middle school and elementary school I was in the Seattle children's theater I think it's Seattle children's theater if you're from Seattle you know what I'm talking about Um, when I was little and it was a big production every summer and it was like put on at this like theater house in Seattle. And it was like, I thought I just might as well have been signed to a, you know, agency at this point. Right. Um, And then I did sports theater as a kid, which is basically improv. Yes. And didn't you do improv? Did I, is that, I did. Yeah. I did improv for years in New York city. So that's, that's also probably why we get along, but improv is, I swear on my life, every, if, I wish it was mandatory for kids to take in elementary school because you just get so much more comfortable with yourself and your body and your functions just because there's no script and you can be silly and I don't know. I just think if everyone could do it, it'd be great. Yeah. And especially if you're like when you're younger, because what happens is like as we get older, you know, society norms mean like puts us into this box and makes us like feel like we can't like be silly or like embrace our inner child. And that's literally what improv is, is just like playing and you could be like whoever you want to be. And and the weirder, the better, the more outlandish, the better, the more like, you know, yeah. uncomfortable, the better. That's why I have fun with like what I'm doing right now with my reels, because I like, you know, I'm starting to like do like character, you know, like kind of bring Your reels it are fire, fire, <laughs> fire. It's you fun. finally like you hit your you hit your niche like you hit it's like, you know, when you watch someone like really blossom. That's what it was like when you started doing those reels. I was like, oh, where has she been? Where have we all been? Why is this like, why didn't any of us think about this? Like, this is her thing. She's funny. Because because I felt like, because I didn't have lipstick biddies. I didn't have the podcast. And I felt like I was a makeup artist. And I also wanted to be a content creator. And I had to do things a certain way. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I couldn't be silly because it was like, I wanted it to be like, because I'm a perfectionist. I wanted to be, look a certain way and feel a certain way. Um, and then when I started lipstick biddies, I was able to show my like personality. And now like a year later, now I'm finding a way to merge the two where I'm bringing brand, like, you know, kind of brand reviews and like little things now education to the lipstick biddies Instagram feed, like as of like a couple weeks ago is like kind of how I started integrating it together. But like, it's, it's just, it, you, if you look, if you're new to lipstick biddies, go back and look at my Rachel Rose makeup account. Like you'll see how like static it is and even when I was doing even when I was doing like in, in like you know reviews and shit like that I felt mm-hmm. like I was just not it in wasn't it. authentic and mm-hmm. now I can just you know I recorded something like recently where I'm like it was it was the one about makeup artists and stairs and as I like recorded <laughs> it I literally tri- I literally tripped, tripped when I, and I saw in your ankle <laughs> and I thought and I was like and I was about to re-record it I was like nah that's fucking hilarious <laughs> and 
that's like what everybody's like, it's the ankle roll for me. <laughs> but those moments, those authentic moments, the moments like you in the bathroom when you're like doing your makeup and then cut to a slide of you. The way that you edit it together too is like chef's kiss to you, you. Let me tell you, because it's like makeup, makeup, makeup. And then you're singing and then makeup, makeup, makeup. <laughs> Cause that's what it's like when you're, I mean, granted the videos that I edit are like an hour that I chopped down to like seven minutes, but it's majority of it. If you were in there is that me singing and dancing and making faces at myself in the mirror. And then there's a little bit of blush in there somewhere. (laughs) Um, so who like you, so you were saying that like you learned how to do makeup from like books and things like that. Um, do you feel like you've learned like a lot more now, like with like social media out there? Do you feel like oh you've God. learned a lot from like other people? And Well, I've learned a your- lot from you, A. You and Krishna are my top for, for knowing like, you guys know the ins and outs of makeup brands, industries, and you also know like the deep cuts, like, you know, the B sides, I feel like of things that are, I don't know, like, you know, your way around like a Nemo's or whatever that place is, that <laughs> shop is, you know, Ladies? like you really, thank you. <laughs> Nemo's. <laughs> The fact that I even knew what that was, I was like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Um, that must have been really fun for you to go because you, you oh went my to God. with Krishna. So if you Not, don't know who Krishna is, she's a makeup artist as well. And we also have a podcast episode with her. So you could check her out. She's so amazing. You went, so you went to Namie's with Krishna. who's a makeup It wasn't Namie's. It was um, Nigel's. Nigel's. Thank yeah. you. Um, and I just adore, I adore Krishna. But um, I've learned a lot from Ellie Luna. She yeah. is amazing. And she taught me, I think, how to contour properly. I still am not good at it. Um, I've learned a lot from SJ, who I know is a big fan of the pod. Um, oh, we love SJ. We love SJ. Um, she taught me about eyelid real estate and making sure you're capitalizing on all your lid. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? I mean, there's so, I mean, Danessa Myricks, hello. Like yeah. how we all, I had no idea who Danessa Myricks was until 2020. And I have been in love ever since. Yeah. She, I feel like she, her makeup style is what I, I didn't know I was until I met, like, until I met her, <laughs> until, <laughs> until I met her and fell in love. Um, <laughs> but like, just like the one shadow color on the yeah. eye and like the bold, look is just my favorite. Mm-hmm. So I've learned a lot from drag queens, like a lot yes. from drag queens, um, drag makeup, I should say. And yeah, the, 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 the world of the Instagrams is a thing and it is alive and well with uh, tons of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I hope that I can be the relatable version of it for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, like also we can all learn something from each other. And I feel like for so long, there was so much like hate from the pro makeup world when it ca- when it came to influencers or even makeup enthusiasts like doing their thing because I feel like a lot of it honestly comes out of jealousy because they're seeing those people get brand deals or those people get visibility and they're not about that. I really do. I really do because it's like I know because I've heard people talk because people have like talked about it in that way to me. Um, you know, I you know I'm a pro makeup artist and like you know, I know. And I'm like, well, then go on and like do it because like, that's what they're doing. You're not actually going on and saying, you know, saying your education, you know, saying your tips, like no one's going to know, but it's like, we can all learn something from each other. I can, I've learned about different products from you. I've learned about little different techniques from you that you've learned and made your own, um, seeing the way that you, and then just also, I've learned so much from you, just like watching your growth on (laughs) social media. Seriously though, it's like, we all can learn something from each other. And I think that like to, to sit there and like, be like, like, you know, discount people that aren't professional totally. makeup artists that are doing makeup in the professional space is like just discrediting like a whole like specialty. I feel like people. it's a new, yeah. I feel like it's a specialty. Like, I feel like it's a specialty and like also not for nothing. It's like, it's, it's the way of the future. And like, if, makeup artists don't kind of get on board in some sort of way guys like biddies like if you're a professional makeup artist and you're you're like not getting the uh, like enough work like you really should look into doing some stuff for social media like obviously again something that feels authentic to you um because that's where everything is going everything is going online well and everyone as an as someone who's not a professional makeup artist all we all think 
about professional makeup artists is, is tell me the secret. Like we are convinced that there is a secret to everything that you do of like why you apply it that way, why you apply it this way. Mm-hmm. And I think little things you might do naturally to someone who isn't trained professionally is groundbreaking for us. Yes. Like I, like when I watch KJ and Hughes, sometimes I'm like, I didn't even like just the amount of pressure she uses when she applies her, uses her brushes. That's mm-hmm. taught me so much about just being gentle. I, I go in yeah. ham and just get in there on my skin half the time. So I think it's don't discount. Like I would be curious if you stopped every step of the way of during your makeup process and talked about it, how much that would affect people who, cause we all want to learn. We're all like, they must right. know how to, they must know, like there must be a secret handbook they all get and we just all don't have yeah. it. Well, I have like a note in my, like, that's the kind of stuff that I'm starting to do now. And it's, I'm also making it like about pro makeup artists relations. Like I did one that was like pro makeup artists, things your client should know, or things your client should know before getting their makeup done. But like also, you know, just for example, something like the underpainting technique, like that really, no one really knew. Um, Something simple, like if you just take a lip gloss and pop it right in the middle of your lips and don't put it over the full lip, it's going to automatically make your lips look bigger. It's like mind blowing. Just the setting sprays, the setting sprays. I will never get over that. Just like all of the, the things you guys know and, and all of your trial and errors with good products, bad products. Like when you said in the beginning, like you have alcohol-based makeup on, I didn't even, I'm like, that's a thing, I guess. Yeah. So it's something that you use a lot, like in film uh, for tattoo cover, because you can't have it sweating off. Mm. It's waterproof and transfer resistant. So like it won't rub off or whatever. Um, it's not something that you should be using on your face because it's literally alcohol based. And the only she way says it while she has it on her face, just, just a little eye. bit, not like around <laughs> the eye area. Uh, but it's all, this is like all over my chest. Um, it's just really harsh on your skin. Yeah. So you don't want to use it on your face. It's not, but like do your Halloween makeup. Um, and you're like trying to do something on your body, get something that's alcohol based and use that for your body. Cause that's, what's going to be touching things as you like move around. And like, especially if you're out and you're wasted and you're sweaty and you're hugging people, it won't rub off on someone else. If you're like fucking poison Ivy and like green, you know, you're not gonna like leave like gr- a green trail, like a fucking <laughs> slug. Like, <where> you <laughs> so, but yeah. Wait, so. so for the normal person who's not a makeup artist, where do you buy said, said makeup? Makeup supply stores, you would probably have to get it online, but depending on where you are, like in New York, uh, sorry, in um, Atlanta, you could go to North Costco, Atlanta costume, they have it, Alcone in New York City, California, Namies, Nidals, Tamarmetti Cosmetics, Um, but like I said, like don't use it, don't use it on your face, unless, unless you don't care, it's just hard, it's just harsh (laughs) on your face, so, um, but anyways, so I'm looking at the time. I, I feel like we could just, we could sit and talk forever and actually probably surprise for you guys. We're actually going to split this into a two part episode. So we're definitely going to have a <laughs> part two coming up next week. So um, but before we get off, I want to, of course, give Ashley a would you rather question, which is my favorite, favorite, Ooh. favorite game. Um, and then we'll, uh, next week or yeah, next week, you guys will have to tune in. Cause we're going to have a second part to this conversation, but Ashley, like, first of all, thank you for being here. Um, like I said, like we could like sit and talk like forever. I feel like we could like pick a top, like I didn't, I even had notes. I was like, I wanted to know like different like product stuff, but like also I don't like getting too much into products, but like, I was like, oh, and then, but I was like, we could like literally do kind of like SDA too. I could do like episodes with you like all the time. So you'll have to come back for even part three, like (laughs) in season two, (laughs) season two, you'll definitely be coming back. So for your, would you rather questions very specific to you and what you do. Okay. So Ashley, would you rather only wear robes made out of paper towels? Oh God. Or (laughs) every time you sing, Every time you sing, you start sweating uncontrollably and it's like the stress sweat that like smells really rank too. Oh, well, okay. Wait, can I ask some caveat? Do I get, <laughs> what? <laughs> do I have to wear the robes out? Is this like my only attire? No, no. It's just, it's just, you're like, in, you will not, never be able to wear like a normal robe again. Any robe that you have is made of paper, paper towels. <laughs> well, let me just tell you something. I sweat profusely all the time. So I will take the latter because it doesn't bother me because I'm currently pitting out right now. 
Like I'm never not sweating. So I'm very used. It's a very familiar feeling for me. I could, I could get over the stink of it. Probably it might end up enjoying my own pheromones at some point. So like, bring it on. I'll sweat all day. I just feel like this stress for me, like my stress sweat is so distinctly different than my normal sweat. Oh yeah. It's like hyper sweat. It's like the, it's like the deep from the bowels, like of your soul sweat. It like takes I, everything with it on its way out. I don't know, but it's like really embarrassing whenever that's happening. Cause I know how bad I smell anyways. Mm-hmm. Love it. <laughs> so Ashley, before we um, end this episode, and like I said, tune in next week for part two. Um, where Ashley's going to be asking, we're going to kind of like flip the script and Ashley's going to be kind of leading the conversation in the next week's episode. Um, so before we go though, Ashley, do you have anything you want to say to the listeners, um, any parting words of advice about anything at all? And, um, can you let everyone know where they can, um, find you on social media? Yeah. Um, I'm going to sound a little bit like a live, laugh, love sign from home goods right now. Um, but if I could give anybody any advice and for whatever you're doing, um, just remember that you are enough. And it's something I'm constantly trying to give myself that grace and not, not if you like, you're not enough. If you know, it's like that you are enough exactly how you are. Not if you lost a little bit of weight or you dressed cooler or you wore more makeup or if you dyed your hair, you're enough right now in your life. Um, and life is hard and it's important for us to remember to be the friend to ourselves that we are to other people and to create space for yourself to create. I'm a firm believer that you have to create space to indulge and to romance yourself and to just to get ex- to, like, for me, it's going to my bathroom and lip syncing <laughs> camera <laughs> on camera off, whatever that might be, but don't be afraid to indulge in who you are and wherever that might be. However you do that, it's okay to do it because you're enough. So that's my final live, love, love sign that I very sincerely mean. (laughs) And, um, you can find me at restroom rituals on IG also on TikTok, but that's a, that's another conversation. We're growing that slowly. (laughs) Um, I have saved my handle on YouTube, but you won't find anything there. And that's about it. You can email me at rest, restroom rituals at gmail.com. <laughs> don't sign her up for your like political flyers. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> but yeah. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you. And, this has um, been a pleasure of mine. Hell yeah. And uh, yeah, we will be back for part two next week. Woohoo!